Hey everyone, and welcome to the Books Made Me Do It podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Paquette, social media marketing consultant by day and bookworm by night. And this, my friends, is the internet's most inspiring book club. Join me today as I engage in passionate and insightful conversations with boundary-pushing individuals who share with me a book that had a positive impact on their life and career and helped them get to where they are today. From business, creativity, entrepreneurship, marketing, productivity, personal growth, we cover it all by sharing empowering lessons, career advice, and tools along the way. This is the Books Made Me Do It podcast. In today's episode of the Books Made Me Do It podcast, I'm honored to be meeting with Stephanie G. Stephanie G is one of the four of the G women behind G Beauty, a multi-generational beauty brand founded in 2005. Steph is a beauty expert who runs G Beauty Toronto studio operations and leads G's social media and content creation. Over the past 15 years, Steph has worked alongside world-renowned skin experts like Dr. Sabah, Dr. Barbara Stern, and Dr. Dennis Gross. On her platforms, Steph shares her inspiration, education, wellness routines, and beauty tutorials. Steph chose to discuss the book Think and Grow Rich, written by Napoleon Hill, a book that has already been featured on a past episode of the show and which makes me even more excited to share with you all this fresh and new perspective on such a classic. Think and Grow Rich is a self-improvement book that has sold more than 15 million copies worldwide and remains one of the most universally recognized personal development books of all time. It examines the psychological power of thought and the brain in the process of furthering your career for both monetary and personal satisfaction. Today, Steph and I will dive deep into the power of mindset and manifestation, her key rituals and how she stays grounded, her entrepreneurial journey, and how the book impacted her leadership style. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Stephanie G. Steph, thank you so much for joining me today on the Books Made Me Do It podcast. I am honored, honored to have with me today one of the four badass women behind the well-known beauty brand G Beauty. So really thank you for your time. I am also so grateful for my sister because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have discovered such an amazing brand. So I have to tell you, for people that don't know, my sister is like the skin whisperer. She knows all the ingredients. She's had the worst experience with like breaking out irritation and um, you're part of her daily routine. She has officially swapped all of her beauty products for G Beauty, which means a lot about your brand. And she has made me a fan as well. So I'm so excited to have you on, Steph. Um, and I was even more excited when you told me that the book that you wanted to feature is one that has already been featured on the show, I have to say. So Think and Grow Rich is a classic. It's a book that, yes, I've read, reread. It's in my top three best book of all time, honestly. Um, so I can't wait to get your fresh and new perspective on the book. But just before we jump into the content of the book, I couldn't have you on the show and not, first of all, tell you how amazed I am by your business. Um, not only is it multi-generational, 
not only is it a family-owned business, not only is it because it's run by empowering and inspiring women, I know everyone is wondering, like me, how did G Beauty start? How did it? How did it happen? We want <laughs> well, to know. Catherine. Firstly, that was a glowing introduction, and I want you to know how honored I am to have been asked to be on your podcast. And what's funny is that I generally am a terrible reader. Um, I don't. Reading is does not come naturally to me at all. And this has been one of the many. No, sorry, few of any book that I've read many times. So I am very honored, and I'm so grateful that you're giving me this opportunity because. On all of my social media or in our business, I don't necessarily talk about leadership in my role in business. I talk more about obviously the products and our business, our, our story as a business, as a family-run business. But um, to speak about being a leader and how seriously I take that, I think this is just an incredible opportunity. So I am equally grateful and honored um, for you asking me and for you taking the time to interview me. Um, so in terms of our business, G Beauty started in 2005 and it was a brand and idea founded by really all four of us G women. So it's my mother, Miriam, my two sisters, Natalie and Celine and myself. And it came from a quest or lack thereof in terms of a beauty experience that was relative to our lifestyle and also that didn't consume four hours out of our day. So when we started G Beauty at that time in 2005, your only options in terms of services or beauty experiences were traditional spas or quick in and out manicure spaces. And so there was no experience that was focused on education, time sensitive beauty services. So services that took between 15 to an hour um, and that fit in with your lifestyle. So once you left G Beauty for a facial, you weren't beat red and afraid to be out in public. You could go to Starbucks grab a coffee, go pick up your kids from school, very lifestyle, very integrated. Um, so the business started out of really a need from all of us for that lifestyle-driven beauty space, physical space. So we opened a store in Toronto in the same location we're still in now, which is in a beautiful neighborhood, very family-focused, um, and we built an incredible community of very loyal and devoted G Beauty community members. And since then, we've grown to open a studio in Miami, in Florida, and of course, cultivate and build our online business, which has just been such a blessing in this crazy, crazy time. So the business really started as, as a need that we all needed a space to feel confident, feel that we could trust who was touching our skin, touching our eyebrows, educating us on skincare. And when I came into the business, I was very young. I was 13. I've been experiencing hormonal acne my whole life. And at that time, I was going to a little spa that was in a basement somewhere, and I used to dread it, and it was just so painful. And so I was really looking to add that element of you know my perspective when it came to G Beauty. And then, of course, 15 years later, I've really grown into myself as the brand has grown. And I hope that I think that my perspective has changed as I've grown, but I've always been true to that 13 year old who needed a place to feel not judged when it came to her skin and educated when it came to skincare and not just being given proactive because everybody was using it, but for a real routine that treated my skin. 
I love that. No, and skin is such, like we wear it mm-hmm. front and center, right? It's something that we are so self-conscious of. I've gone through really bad acne when I was very young. Um, I've done the proactive. I had a skin that couldn't respond to these things. So honestly, knowing that there are products out there and services out there that do consider all of that is really, it feels good. And knowing that it's all women that can know and are in my skin and produce products and services that are around that well i love love that story and it's so so inspiring so let's get into the content of the book we all want to know what made you pick up that book in the first place and how has it impacted you in a way that you wanted us to discuss it today So this book was presented to me by Bob Proctor, who you may know. Um, He is definitely one of the fathers and and very front-facing figures when it comes to manifestation and really believing in visualization and the law of attraction um, in terms of his angle, which is about, you know, growing your wealth and and becoming wealthy, but really can be applied to anything. And um, this was at the end of December, beginning of January, a very good client and friend of ours sent me a link to an IGTV of Bob Proctor talking about the law of attraction. And I, it was a seven minute video and I had chills the entire seven minutes. And it was the first time where I literally had a moment of like, wow, this is speaking to me in every capacity. There wasn't a minute of it that I wasn't listening or that I was like, okay, I'll interpret that in my own way. It was verbatim every single thing that I needed and what I love and believe so much about Bob is that it's all about the mindset right and so he is such an advocate for visualization writing down what you want practicing it in your mindset talking to yourself more positively and all of that and the book that sparked all of this for Bob Proctor was Think and Grow Rich so of course I naturally had to purchase the book myself and while this book does focus on wealth in terms of you know monetary growth and being a successful business person you can apply these principles and same with Bob's principles into any facet of your life. And so January 1st came along and I have really been wanting to work on my physical body in a way that I had never thought was possible. I've always typecasted myself for some odd reason that I could never achieve a certain fitness goal or lose weight or whatever it is that for me I felt I could not do. I really heard Bob's words so clearly that you know, there's a whole concept about, you know, shifting our paradigm. It's like we're told that we can only write with our left hand when really we can write with our right hand. We just never tried it or went against that paradigm that told us otherwise. So um, for me, this book became something that I wasn't even expecting to learn more about when it came to leadership and business, but that's been such a bonus. Um, And that's how I found the book. And so I, I, reread a lot of the chapters that apply to where I'm at in my life and in my mindset. But everything in this book, it's such an aha for me that it's such a pleasure. And I I feel more confident in talking about the law of attraction and manifestation because you have so much like supporting material as well and proof. Exactly. Oh, no, that book is honestly 
a reread and for those that are listening that might have already listened to the past episode on Think and Grow Rich, if you haven't gotten the book yet, I'm sure that after this episode, everyone will want to read it for themselves. I absolutely love Bob Proctor as well. And honestly, the law of attraction and manifestation is just one of those laws that I feel like everyone should know about. Even if some people could be a little bit skeptical, I know there are two sides to this, just the fact of trying it out. We have nothing to lose but to live by these principles and see if they can really attract all that we've ever wanted in our lives and how our thoughts affect our outer world. So there's so much in this book and honestly, the content is so different today that shows just how much there is to learn about the law of attraction and the book Think and Grow Rich. So the book is pretty much based on 13 principles and one of the first principles is fate. So the Mm -hmm. fate is pretty much based on the idea that there are no limitations to the mind except those that we acknowledge. And the author defines faith as, and I quote, a state of mind which may be induced or created by affirmation or repeated instruction to the subconscious mind through the principle of auto-suggestion. The author also adds that a mind dominated by positive emotion becomes a favorable adobe for the state of mind known as faith. So if we look at your social media stuff, I think it's pretty much obvious that you're all about positivity, all about high vibes. You're constantly sharing these so inspiring quotes that I feel just empower all of us to have a reminder that every day we should just keep that positive mindset and have these positive thoughts. So I was curious to know, how do you constantly keep faith? And do you have any rituals that you swear by? Definitely. And that's what I also, I have to say, I love about the book is because, and I can't speak for you, Catherine, but for me, I'm, I'm Jewish. And when I was a teenager, for some odd reason, my friends did not think being Jewish and proud was cool. And I, that never sat right with me. And whenever I would share, like, I used to love Jewish holidays because I knew that everybody in my family was taking the day off and my mom was cooking and we were all going to sit and be present. No one was on their phones. And when I would tell that to my friends, they would be like, Steph, that's so lame. And I just, I never, that never sat with me. I just, I didn't, I didn't agree. And so when I grew a little bit older into my twenties, I realized that nobody else's narrative is, has to be my narrative and I can totally be proud of my belief system and my faith and I've always spoken to God. That's that's nothing new for me. Um, and so I did go to religious schools, some capacity, not overly religious, but there was always a concept and there was always that connection to faith in my everyday life. Um, but as you you know get farther and farther away from school and all of those traditions, you have to choose if you want to bring that into your life and in your home when you move out and, and have your own space. So what I love about the book is that it's so practical in so many ways and it's so it's speaking to people that are so successful, but that also so strongly believe in faith and it kind of it just again that was another moment where I was like this is me this is no different than the way that I think and it just really validated me which was really nice Um, so faith for me has always been as you can gather a constant in my life and I in the last I think about two three years I learned of some new prayers that have 
they're not new, but new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, some beautiful prayers that are very grounding. For example, when I first wake up in the morning, I say a very quick two-line two prayer um, in Hebrew or English that basically acknowledges and thanks God for returning my soul to my body because how can we do anything else if we're not given that gift? And in Judaism, it's believed that overnight, you know, your spits of your soul do spread other places. So the fact that we're able to get it all back in the morning and have the opportunity is a blessing. Um, another prayer is, it's a little bit longer. It's called Nishmat in Hebrew, but I read the English and it's basically a prayer that speaks to gratitude for everything that God has given us and all of the challenges God has put us through and acknowledging that God has always been on the other side and has brought us through. And so before I say that prayer, I make a list of all the things that I A, need help with or B, that I want or C, that I want to further acknowledge and really, you know, not let God think I'm taking those things for granted. Um, And the idea is that you're supposed to say that prayer 40 days in a row in order for the angels to um, give your message to God. But I say it every day now. It doesn't really matter if I'm saying them like 40 days in a row because what what I'm looking for in life and what I want out of life, I will never give up on. So those practices are daily and they really ground me. And then, like I said, when it comes to holidays, I really honor that time. I take time off work. So does my whole family. We take time off work. Like I said, in my new apartment, I have you know, all of the important elements for me that acknowledge and and share my faith and my pride. Um, And, and ultimately just, it's especially in this landscape and pandemic, like how can you not acknowledge what we have? You know, it's, it would be such a, I would be riddled with guilt, you know, if I didn't acknowledge, you know, it can be as simple as, you know, I'm so thankful for my hands as I'm washing the dishes to, you know, I'm so thankful that I'm on camera with you being able to meet new people and hopefully, you know, connect with new people. So I think it's, it's almost, for me, it feels ignorant to not acknowledge and to, you know, have faith. And then when it comes to our business, that's always intertwined because we are a family business. So, you know, it was very important to us. Like I said, we're Jewish. We have mezuzahs on our business door, which basically are beautiful little scrolls acknowledging you know, our, our connection to faith and, um, we might not close for the Jewish holidays, but we'll take those days off and be together. And that faith has also, you know, through our hardest and most challenging times in business, which we don't display as, as really most business people don't, that is what we always come back to as business partners and as family, that if we've gone through so many other things, there's no question we can get through it together. And, you know, the universe or God, be it whatever you are connected to, there are there are little signs. If mm-hmm. you open your eyes and look for them, um, and I also feel that I'm also, there's also been moments of protection where, you know, maybe I was invited to a party and something came up and I wasn't meant to be at that party for a number of reasons. So I guess that's a long answer to what you asked, I but it, I'm it. glad you asked it. Oh, I love it. All of that. I feel like people can take snippet from it. One thing that stood out for me, which has changed my life too, is gratitude. Being grateful every morning and reminding me, as you said, something as easy as just, well, there's air around me. Just that fact. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for waking up. I'm grateful for this hand. I'm grateful for my voice. Those little things, those reminders that I I take the time to do in the morning has has been a huge shift for me. Um, I'm also huge on like the Stoics. I've been doing it for more than a year now, reading it every morning. And I can't express how different your state of mind is when you start your day on such 
high vibrations. It's said mm-hmm. that gratitude is the highest emotional vibration within every type of emotion. So gratitude is the strongest we can use for ourselves to to have a beautiful outlook on life. Um, and from all that you say, we can we can see that you are good with balance, self-care, wellness, and understanding how all of that affects your energy, how all of that affects your outlook on life. Um, Absolutely. And a big key in manifestation is being the best version of ourselves. And it all starts within, right? So my question to you, Steph, is how do you live each day as your best self. So how do you stay true to that authentic self? I think firstly, it starts with a very strong support system that you can always lean on to help you come back to you and and your strong, you know, your true self, like you said. So, you know, as I mentioned, my family are my business partners, but they really are individuals, aside from all that, that I constantly am learning from and that I see are constantly elevating themselves, which is such a motivation for me. Um, And my parents raised us that any day is January 1st. You don't need to wait until the new year to be better or to do something different or or to make a new commitment. And so every day that we wake up is an opportunity to start fresh. And I think, you know, I I learned, like I said, from, from so many influential people, be it my family, but also, you know, like Bob Proctor, lots of people in the wellness space that really talk about, you know, preventative health and wellness and why do we have to wait? You know, why does someone, God forbid, have to wait until they're sick to get better? Or why do we have to wait until we're completely broke to figure out how to manage our money, you know? So for me, that's, I, every day is an opportunity to be better than the past. I think that's hardwired in me. I couldn't pick it apart and say this is why or how I am the way I am. But I believe that beautiful things and true things do not fear time. They do not fear aging because they only get better with age um, and become more wise and more scarcity. That that really does also create value. So every day is such a gift. Um, and I and I hold myself accountable. I'm out there. You know, similar to you, you put yourself out there. You clearly have goals for yourself. And when you bring people along the journey, it's an incredible sense of accountability. My Instagram has always been since I started taking it more seriously. It's been such a positive thing for me. Which I was just on another podcast and I shared. I don't think people give Instagram or social media the positive response that sometimes it does deserve because you have this incredible business some you know it could be a business could be a platform that you have to show up for and you have to be responsible for yourself in order to talk to these people that are subscribed to you so that's very positive for me that gives me great purpose Um, and I also just like you I love reading the daily stoic because there's no bullshit in that book and in the lessons Mm -hmm. and you part of taking care of yourself or self-care or, you know, growing as a person is also acknowledging your own toxic traits or the things in your life you have to work on. That's what I love about stoicism. Like it's not about being above it. It's about acknowledging it, figuring it out, working through it and moving on. Um, And that's, that's, it's either, you know, if you don't evolve and adapt to change, you won't survive. So those things really motivate me. Totally. I love that. A key word I think is growth. 
because being our best version is really knowing that we can always get better, right? We can always learn new things. We can always become a better version of ourselves. And that brings me beautifully to another principle in the book, which is knowledge. So it's one thing to know what we want, and it's another thing to actually start in knowing everything about our goal. So whether that's going to get a mentor, reading books, taking a course, whatever that is, just to master or perfect something that you truly want within you and that you desire. Um, And I can clearly say that looking at your social media and hearing you speak, you have become a reference in skincare. It is beautiful to see you speak about it. You are so passionate about it. We see how much you want to grow and learn more. Uh, You actually said in one of your posts, and I could totally see myself in you, you said that you are an eternal student. I feel like we should all be eternal students and continuously grow and learn more. So I'm curious to know what made you decide to master the art of skin and how did you master it? Thank you. I (laughs) I appreciate that so much. Um, So when I started in the business, like I said, I was 13 and I started being more client facing around like 14 or 15 on the weekends. I would work in the studio and I would be talking to clients who were much older than me um, wanting, you know, products about anti-aging and they were experiencing wrinkles, pigmentation, and they would look at me and say, why would I buy from you? You are a kid. You don't know about wrinkles. You don't know about this or that. And I remember this one client specifically, it was like, probably there had been so many, but she was really that like point of, of change for me. And I just remember, and I I looked at her and I said, it's not me speaking, it's the ingredients speaking. This has nothing to do with my opinion or the way that I look. This is about the science and the ingredients and the formula. And the next day I put on like the most boss blazer I had, high heels. I, at the time I had really curly hair, I straightened it. And I just, I, I understood that I had to look more of the part for people to understand that I took it so seriously, even though what I was saying was no different. It was just that I had to elevate myself so that people took me seriously despite my young age. Um, so that was really such a like driver for me. And then as I was exposed to so many brands in the business, I would attend all of these product knowledge sessions with, you know, our brand founders or representatives of the brand. And it just made sense to me that if it's like anything, if you don't understand something, how can you explain it to somebody else? Right? So that was always my philosophy when it came to products or, you know, not selling, but educating was I want someone to walk away from an experience with me feeling like they understand something as opposed to being forced something. So once, you know, I would ask every question if I didn't understand an ingredient, how to pronounce it, what it did, I would ask and ask and ask. And then, you know, as you grow and understand that anything is accessible, I would get on YouTube and look up brand founders and listen to, you know, their conversation. And now, 15 years later, as I'm, you know, on so many social platforms, I see how many influencers there are. Of course, so many beauty bloggers and, and skin influencers, or they're called skinfluencers now. Um, and a lot of them don't have this leg to stand on, which I do, which is the business, being a leader in our business, and then having all this access to these incredible doctors and brand founders that I do. And I've also, I, I had terrible skin. So it's the same for me. If I'm looking to follow a nutritionist, I want to know that they struggled with their weight. I don't want them to be like rock and body their whole life because it loses that authenticity of have they gone through what I've gone through. So I have definitely gone through it all. And again, back to our multi-generational business, 
each one of the G women have gone through a different skin experience, just like you said yes. in the beginning. You know that we've gone through it, which yeah. builds that element of trust. Um, and and we, are, we pride ourselves and work so hard on maintaining such strong relationships with these doctors because we're always learning something new and we always are asking questions and they're coming to us wanting to know what clients are wanting. So it's an incredible synergistic relationship. Um, but that for me, it's not, it's not even that I'm so confident about it. It's just that it's, it's, it's who I am and I want people to have that trust when they come to me. So it's, you know, a product of, yes, like I, like you, you noted as well, being that eternal student, having the curiosity. And then ultimately this all comes back to helping people. I want to help people because it's, it can be easy to write off what I do as superficial or, oh, it's just makeup. It's just skincare, but it's much more than that. It's people's confidence. And I'm giving somebody the tools to feel better so they can take on their day, which might include, you know, doing brain surgery on somebody. I I don't know the extension, right? So (laughs) it's ultimately all about helping people. And when I, you know, when I'm in your space, like I am right now, I'm learning from you. I didn't know about all of these platforms to record a podcast. So it's very mutual and, um, it's, it's all about the knowledge. No question. I love that. Like so many nuggets of wisdom. So curiosity, I think that a huge takeaway we can take from what you just said is the importance of being curious, asking questions, wanting to know more about things. Um, also knowing yourself, right? As you said, you were just like very honestly, you were just like, yeah, it's me. So who are you is really important, knowing who we are, who we want to help. And then once we know that, being curious about that is going to have you grow and is going to have you blossom and um, knowing everything that you want to know about your field or the goal that whoever listening is working towards. So thank you for sharing all of that. And the quality that's needed to combine the specialized knowledge and an idea is imagination. So that's another principle in the book. And there's a quote that I absolutely love that says, man can create anything which he can imagine. So anything you imagine, you can achieve it. And it really all starts with an idea, right? So I wanted to bring you in the future and I just wanted to get a little bit of genuinely like you as a business owner, having an amazing business with your family, where do you see yourself long-term? What is your vision for yourself? And would you say that you found your greater purpose? And if so, what is it? That's an incredible dual question. Um, So to be honest, I used to always think about the future, and I actually found it to be a problem for me. Um, While for a lot of people it's important to, you know, have that five-year, ten-year plan, for me I almost, when I would think about that idea or that concept or plan for the future, I was almost thinking as if it was a different person, that it wasn't Mm -hmm. me. And it led me to a lot of pressure and it, uh, you know, it felt like I couldn't achieve those things because it wasn't me. It created such a complex. So I'm actually really proud to know myself and know that I can only really think three to six months in advance. And I think COVID has also really reminded me that Um, That way of thinking is the best way for me because I'm sure we all had a lot of plans in 2020 that we had to pivot. Um, And even for 2021, I haven't been able to get on a plane and see my sisters in Miami. And that's something I took for granted 
way took for granted before. So I couldn't say, you know, in terms of a long-term plan, I can't say what that is, but in the short term, my primary focus is to just further connect and grow our GBD community because without this community, nothing is possible. There's no food on my table. There's no GBD team. There's nothing. So for me and for all of us at GBD, it's about honoring that connection that we have with our clients and really you know, giving our gratitude to them because during this pandemic, people could have very much chosen to not buy um, skincare and makeup and focus on other necessities. And so we really take that and hold that very with great value. Um, and so, like I said, growing that community to, you know, really continuing to build our community all over the world. Of course, we would love to open more studios when the time is right, um, more in Toronto and more in other cities in the U.S. Um, because we want more people to experience the G Beauty experience when it comes to services and that client human connection that we have. Um, and, you know, for myself, I, I, genuinely want to continue learning on how I can grow. I have goals, you know, for my own Instagram. While, you know, the following I have is incredible, I want to grow even more. And so I'm taking, you know, more courses on that. Um, like I said, learning more about food, that's really important to me because I genuinely believe in the connection of what we eat in terms of our skin. And so learning more about that connection and how to improve it and make it more fun as opposed to daunting. Um, and Growing, you know, my, my personal life. I fell in love during COVID, which is crazy. Your story um, is so inspiring. <laughs> thank you. And I really want to shed more light on dating on apps because when I was dating on apps, nobody talked about it in a way that was informational, you know, no how one. to make your profile more engaging or how to know if someone's worth your time. Or, you know, I've been sharing that when I was going on dating apps, I would be really present for half an hour and then I would log off because you can be on them for hours and hours and everything starts to lose its value, you know, mm -hmm. or even just like the idea of it, you just become so over it because it's just on and on. Um, and so that for me is also really important because I don't want you know, falling in love to be something that's so, for me, it always felt like something you had to have magic powers to achieve. Um, and so I want it to be more relatable and um, just connecting all over, you know, 360. Oh, I love that. Your perspective is so refreshing. I love how you just challenged that question. And you're so right, especially in these times. It's we can guarantee what's going to happen in a couple of months. We thought that we we might be out at this point and exactly. we're not. Exactly. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for bringing that perspective and sharing that and continuously sharing your experiences because honestly, that's it's not related to the book, but definitely your experience with these apps. It's something that a lot of people are having a hard time dating right now. So being honest and being vulnerable and speaking about these things is going to help a lot of people. So I love... I love your short-term, medium-term vision for yourself. Thank so you. once we know all that we want, we have the knowledge, we have the idea, it's all about crystallizing that desire into action. So that's another principle and it's called the organized planning. So the steps to build a plan include two points that I really wanted us to speak about. So the first one is align yourself with a group of as many people as you may need for the creation and carrying out of your plan. So you guys definitely understood that principle. Second one says maintaining perfect harmony between yourself and every member. So being that I'm just starting my business with my sister. We are going to be 
family-owned business. I know people listening are thinking about it or maybe are already in business with uh, their family and friends. And there's so much, there's so many different ways of seeing it. Some people often say, how can you mix pleasure and business? And I honestly really look up to you girls because we see your dynamic. We see how much you girls work well together. You empower each other. You've understood your your strengths and you just you utilize all of that so i'm curious to know what would you say is the key to keeping a good relationship between the four of you i would say there's two the first one is communication we are huge communicators we are constantly texting we're constantly we have many throughout the week we have many set calls where um we just are either chatting about like through an idea or we have you know more formal meetings but constantly having that communication planned and using is so important because it's nobody's job to read each other's minds and we all have a different perspective and so I might be working on something that I don't see the outside of and then you know another one of my partners is more zoomed out and they'll be able to call something out that I'm too close to it to see it. Um, So that's the first one. And, you know, of course, communicating your challenges or frustrations if they present them. Um, And then the second one is trust. So that's what's beautiful about working in a family business or with a spouse or with your best friend or whoever, because you obviously trust that person. There's an undertone that you want the same things in life. You are committed to, you know, the end result, but also being an expert at what you're doing, you have to trust each other. So for example, when Natalie comes to me about something in her realm, I trust her completely. And I, I, you know, I ask what she needs for me. And if it, if she needs something that I can achieve, I'm there. And if not, she takes it and runs and same for all of us. Um, and that's what also doesn't, we don't have that friction or we don't butt heads because we're not all doing the same thing. We're all doing something different and we're all taking it and running with it and coming to each other when we need help or we need clarification or we need to come back to our why and our brand voice. But other than that, we really, we all do different things. So that's what I would, you know, encourage that when you are getting into business or growing your business with any partners that you know what that differentiation is between you two so that you're not stepping on each other's toes. That's great advice. And one thing about motivation and moving a team towards a same goal is leadership. So what, in your opinion, makes a great leader and how has the book helped you shape your ideal leadership style? So that's a big part of the book that I've underlined like a bajillion yeah. times because like <laughs> I said, I, I, I read a lot of business books, but I don't really finish them. So this was one that really stuck with me. But I think for me, the key has always been that a leader leads by example. And I really pride myself on the fact that I've done every job at Jeep Beauty. I have cleaned pedicure bowls. I have sold products. I have worked our POS machine. I have worked in the back end and admin. I have figured out how to do facials. I do brows. I can do not everything incredibly well, but I know, I know the mechanics of everything. Um, and I was in the studio in Toronto for 10 years behind the front desk, really managing that space and, and taking ownership for it. And so 
that for me was my way of showing everybody that just because it's my name on the door, just because, you know, my mom and sisters, you know, run the show, that does not mean that I am exempt. It means that I have to actually work harder to prove to you that I am doing the work so that you have that trust in me and that you know um, that I've done it before you. That's how you have respect for somebody. A leader leads, right? So that's really important to me when it comes to leadership. Um, I think also when it comes to leadership is, and this only comes from experience, but is being more proactive than reactive. Because as an entrepreneur, people come to you with something crazy, be it, you know, whatever that crazy thing is, like every second of the day. And it's not just that you have to have a thick skin, but you have to just say, okay, take, you know, ask the questions or get the information you need and take some time to think about it and think it through so that you're not reactive that's really important because when you're reactive, people take that reaction as opposed to what you're saying. And that can cloud the whole thing that you're trying to figure out or the whole relationship. So that's really important to me. Um, and then when it comes to the book, there was like three pages, I think, in the 80s here yeah. that basically just go over, like you said, organized planning, but how to be a good leader. And it's really about mastering your craft and, of course, being human, but also, you know, motivating others by doing the work with them, being strategic. It's all those elements that I wrote down. And, and one thing that stood out for me is really having the spirit. And you can do anything if you have the spirit. And, you know, when you are in, when I interview people or you're being interviewed, you know, you're, you're asking so many technical questions, but you can really feel somebody's spirit or lack thereof almost instantly. The way that they shake so your true. hand or the way that they you know, express their interest in the business and what they bring to the table. If they don't have the spirit, nothing will ever be exciting. They won't want to learn. They won't want to take on more. And somebody that's spirited, they don't see anything as an obstacle. They see it as an opportunity and they're hungry and driven. And that's really, that spoke to me in the book because I thought to myself, if Napoleon Hill is talking about spirit, I'm going to start talking about spirit. I, I thought that was something you couldn't really talk about because yeah. you you know, there's so many facets when it comes to a human being, but it's true. If you're not spirited and excited about what you do or a product you're talking about, people will feel that. So that's a big one. That's, that's huge for me. That's a huge takeaway. Spirited is just, and it's also energy, right? There's something mm -hmm. I've always said, and I had a hard time explaining it to uh, friends and family that might not relate to me saying like, oh, I love her energy. Mm -hmm. I can really sense her energy. Yeah. And that's, that's also what you said. It's being spirited. It's knowing that you're excited to be where you are, what you're doing. And you as a leader, it's, it's being the example and just leading by example and showing yes. that if you do it that way, then I feel like people can learn from that and try to to mimic it, right? We try to mirror people. And that's one other beauty of social media is that if you weren't exposing yourself and if you weren't showing that energy and how you run your business, people wouldn't have that example because sometimes we don't have that example around us. But because mm -hmm. of social media, we have so many beautiful and inspiring women and men that we can look up to that are maybe not around us, but we can still follow Listen, them through social media. Listen, if they're in our phone, they're around us, you know? Exactly. They're closer than almost anybody else. So I, you mentioned that earlier, like surrounding yourself with people that inspire you. Like that is not limited to physical people you're around. It's, it's exactly. definitely people in your phone that 
put up, you know, you can tell when somebody puts in the work to deliver a message. So I agree with you completely. Definitely. Yeah. And we don't speak enough about these positive sides of yeah. social media as well. You know, there's two, there's two sides. Definitely. Um, and one last uh, topic that I really wanted us to speak on, which is very easy. It's the principle of decision, mm-hmm. but decisions really dictate our life, right? At the end of the day, our life is a result of all the decision we've taken. So for me, that was a principle that was really important to touch upon and have people understand how important it is to understand what you want, what Mm -hmm. do you desire, and really acting upon that. So I was curious to get your takeaway on, if you look back at your life and your career, what would you say is one of the greatest decisions you've taken that had the greatest impact on your life? So there's probably a few, Um, (laughs) but I would say probably one of the most transformative or most significant would actually be um, dropping out of university. So I come from two European background parents who are extremely entrepreneurial, extremely creative, and They raised my sisters and I to believe whatever you wanted to be in this world, be the best at it. It doesn't matter if you want to be a politician, if you want to be an artist, do your hard work, do your due diligence and be the best at it. And so when I was in university, I, because I had been working at G Beauty on the weekends, I had such a fulfilling feeling. I knew what it meant to work a full day and put your feet up at the end of the day and hustle. And when I went to university, I was just so lost and so confused and bored. I was so disconnected. I've never like slept more and and done nothing more in my life. And I wasn't into partying and I just, I was so disconnected. And yes, I went to class, but it was like, it was such a big space and I was so far away from the information. It was just not where I accelerated at all. I came home every weekend and it finally got to a breaking point where I called my mom and I just said like, I have got to get out of here. I am wasting your money. I am wasting everybody's time. I'm, I'm not even growing. I'm, I'm like growing backwards here. And so I came home and the next day I remember I was in bed and I was woke up and I was like, oh, I'm going to sleep in today. I'm going to go on like some Toronto based schools like George Brown and look at their courses. And my mom came in my room and at this time I was 18 and she was like, what are you going to wear to work today? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, oh, you're coming to work today. And I was like, no, I'm going to take my time. And she was like, you can figure all that out while you're working. And I went to work that day and basically never stopped. And that was just such, that is such a example of just the hustle that's in my blood. And it really helped me work through so much. Like I said, I've grown up in this business. I've gone through extremely challenging times in my personal life, but I never missed work because work gives me a purpose. It gives me something to focus on. It gives me an outlet. It gives me the opportunity to focus on this incredible craft that I have. And so that was a huge moment that, you know, really was the jumping off point to where I am now. It formed, forced me to form new friendships. It forced me to prove myself that much more because I didn't have those degrees or I didn't have that experience. You know, I maybe missed out on some things that people would say are part of your adolescent or young adult life. But for me, that that didn't equate. I didn't need to party to feel young. I wanted to feel purposeful. I wanted, I was so anxious. And I, the second I started working, I felt more calm because I was showing up for myself, for our team, for other people. So that was probably one of the many big moments that changed my life. 
And I think COVID has also been a huge, this wasn't my decision, of course, wasn't my choice, but a lot of incredible things have come from it. Like I said, my relationship, you know, connecting, you and I would never have met. So everything is just really kismet in that way. And um, I think it's important to take like the internal decisions and external decisions and just really find that light because there is something in everything. No, no question everything happens for a reason really and such a pivotal moment in your life I love that you just shared that because uh, some people might relate to your story Mm -hmm. um, and it's important to hear that and my I would say my pivotal decision is very close to you it's not letting school but it was leaving my nine to five to become an entrepreneur and that really changes our lives and it's just we never look back right I feel like when we know that we're meant for this world it's just we we keep moving forward and we never look back Um, I honestly couldn't have thought of a better way to end this episode but just before I let you go um, one thing I love doing before is asking you for our listeners out there if you had only one takeaway to share from Think and Grow Rich what would it be it's all about your mindset Whatever it is you want to figure out or work on or have, if your mindset is not in the right place, it cannot come to life. It just can't. And that for me was very calming because sometimes when things are hard and I'm challenged by them, I have to evaluate, is it supposed to be this hard or is something in disalignment? And that's what I found so connecting for me with Bob Proctor and with this book was that it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be so terrifying that it makes you feel sick. It should be nerve-wracking in a positive way. Um, but making money or growing your wealth for, for the sake of this book, it doesn't have to be that incredibly hard. You don't have to have all the degrees in the world. You don't have to come from a rich family. But that could be for anything. If you want to work on, like I said, your body, you want to be more creative, be an entrepreneur, like you have to commit to the mindset and everything does fall into place. So that is... That's not going anywhere for me with all the other books no. I will read and all the other information I will digest. If it's my, if my mind's not there, it's not happening. Same. Oh, same. Mindset is huge. It's literally, sometimes I feel like just saying the key to entrepreneurship is mindset and the key to anything in life is mindset. It seems so easy to say, but really, if your mindset is there, I honestly feel like you can take on anything in this world. Yeah. Um, and I think I just want to add yes. to Catherine that the mindset yes, is also ahead. work. It's daily work. I just, I yes. don't want anybody listening, thinking that you just shift it and it stays. It's something you have to work on 17,000 times in a day not just you know for a week straight it's constantly interfering with your negative thoughts it's constantly you know pushing yourself to not stick like be stuck in the past it's a lot of work and I think that that's maybe where people don't follow through but it's a lifetime of work we're never going to perfect our mindset and we're never going to have long-lasting change unless we keep at it every day I couldn't have said it any better. Honestly, it's it's being self-aware, right? Yeah. It's on a daily basis, almost like noticing your thoughts and making sure that it's okay to have negative thoughts. It's just being able to catch them quickly and trying to shift them in a much more empowering and positive way. So yes, it's a, it's a daily struggle. We all, we're not perfect. We're constantly going to be working on ourselves. Um, but as you said, I feel like it removes a little bit of, of pressure of knowing that it is is that it's going to be a constant work but 
if you do work on your mindset then honestly the like the world is your oyster exactly. like everything everything can happen it's possible. for you yeah 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 so thank you so much Steph like this was so much fun so many nuggets of wisdom in here um and I can't wait for people to tune in really thank, thank you, you so so much thank you for having me and really beautiful thoughtful questions I really appreciate uh, it thank you I'm so happy to hear that thank you that's it for today's episode Thanks for listening to my conversation. If you have a chance, please rate, review, hit subscribe to keep up with new episodes or share with a friend. Thanks again for joining the discussion. And remember that books are powerful tools to help you get to where you want to be in life. So keep reading, my friends, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Books Made Me Do It podcast.